0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having the best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com use the code SGPN for 50% of two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day Contest.
1: Rashford getting away from skip. Sancho, oh brilliant Magnificently struck by Jadon Sancho He has it again now Helping it one stop further down the line is a massive block Nothing that could be done about the second one Until the very last moment Perisic there to head it off the line And keep the damage at one Fernandez looking long and trying to get the pacey Rashford up against the more pedestrian Dyer and Spurs' latest reality check is administered without any mercy. Stunning goal, brilliant strike. Oh yeah! That's an Left flank here for Spurs, and he can get some momentum in the penalty area. Harry Kane, that blocks. Polo, Brilliant! Sub-strike! One goal, never the remedy for all ills. But just maybe the start of some healing process. Sancho for for Rashford. Inside the penalty area and creating space for Christian Eriksen. And then they're taking it on and it's oh, on the side of the bar. Back in for Wambisagran to wide. And only he will know how that didn't go in. He just got too much on it. He does the right thing. He just tries to clip that over the top of
2: Fraser Forster.
1: surveys options either side of it Shaw tries to stop it still Harry Gaines got it looks inside the penalty oh. what a chance for Song. great chance this the opportunity to take on Aaron Wander second Pull back for Song. in from Perisic for the and he's missed they really should be back
0: level. There are periods as footballers that you've got to
1: get through it, get through the minutes. Is Kane getting it in? What a chance!
0: You are listening to BetMufc here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the BetMufc Twitter at BetMufc. That's at BetMFC and you can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast as well at Soccer. That's at Soccer. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my other Twitter account. It is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. It's the same handle for the Twitter as it is for the TikTok account at LockBetting.com. On TikTok, we post short, easily digestible 30 to 45 second videos. That help you pick out winners by providing you with key statistical data. Moving on with this edition of Bet MUFC, another worrying result from Manchester United. Spurs were there for the taking, and Manchester United did take them apart in that first half, could have had more goals, but then we let them back into the game and then we made a number of substitutions that proved once again. We cannot rely on our squad and if we don't want Manchester City to do the treble, I feel that we are the ones who are going to have to stop them from doing it. I don't think we're going to get help from Real Madrid. I don't think we're going to get help from Inter or AC Milan and obviously we're not going to get any help from Arsenal. So it is in our hands and as I mentioned on the last show I don't want to become repetitive and say this on every podcast as we lead up towards the FA Cup final but we need to get the top four secured and we need to wrap up our first team players in cotton wool because once again it's been proven that we cannot rely on the squads we cannot rely on the subs and And I don't really trust anybody that's coming in that isn't from our core first 11. It's important to get Rafa Varane back as soon as possible. I'm hearing reports that um, Martinez is out for about six weeks and he could possibly make the final. I don't think that that is very realistic. But ultimately, if we have Varane there, I'm happy to play Varane alongside Luke Shaw. I'm happy to pay Varane alongside Lindelof as long as Harry Maguire isn't in the team. I'm happy and I feel that we have a chance as long as our players are fresh. That includes Bruno Fernandes, Casemiro, Marcus Rashford in particular. And then we have somewhat of a chance of stopping Manchester City and defeating them like we did in the Premier League. But if we have to put in our our squad players or if we play the way we did in the second half, allowing Tottenham to make a comeback on us, then City are going to take us apart. much like they did against Arsenal. Um, One thing I will say, though, once we allowed Tottenham to get the first goal, there was a chance for Bruno Fernandes and Bruno Fernandes went clean through on goal and hit the crossbar. I'm telling you, there should be a YouTube video that could get millions and millions of views, a Bruno Fernandes miscollection because this guy is a great player. He provides Manchester United with a lot and we saw the difference it makes when he doesn't play. Manchester United are a much worse team which was absolutely evident when we played against Sevilla and we didn't have him there. We had literally no leader, no heartbeat, no one to set the tempo in the middle of the pitch. And Fernandes is a key player, but some of his misses over the last two, three seasons, are absolutely unbelievable. He doesn't just miss bad chances; he misses absolute sitters, open goals where he hit the post. There was one against Arsenal. Um, he missed that chance against Tottenham, where he's clean through on goal and somehow managed to hit the crossbar. He usually does like to hit the crossbar. He does like to hit the woodwork, likes to hit the crossbar, likes to hit the post. It's just unbelievable the number of clear cut chances that this guy actually misses. But um, still a top player, still absolutely vital to Manchester United. It's just crazy that such a quality player has such a portfolio of huge, unbelievable misses. And this was another one against Tottenham that probably would have killed the game off. And in the end, Manchester United were lucky to come away with a point. Although... Tottenham themselves once they got back to 2-2 they then sat back and allowed Manchester United to have more of the ball possession instead of putting more pressure on us and and taking the game to us where they could have maybe got all three points they then sat back and allowed Manchester United to have more ball possession Man United didn't really create anything after that but I think my main takeaway from this is yes we can put away bad teams if you do give us space and you are disorganized and you allow Manchester United to to come at you then we will take you apart it was good to see Jaden. Sancho getting on the score sheet. It was good to see Jadon Santo being involved in creating more. Anthony, I felt, had another good game. Bruno Fernandez showed why he was important. Marcus Rashford got back on the score sheet. There was positives here. But the main takeaway for me when you're coming up to play Man City is the fact that Tottenham scored two goals against you in 45 minutes and you made substitutions that did not see the game out and therefore I do not trust these players and I'm more concerned now than ever about the Manchester City game. So as I said, it goes back to what I want to happen. I want us to get the wins that we need as soon as possible. As far as I'm concerned, I think that we need 10 points. I think that Manchester United need 10 points more We've got a difficult game coming up against Aston Villa. They could potentially get into the top four if we do completely blow it and we don't get these 10 points. I'm more concerned about them than Tottenham. I don't think this is any kind of Tottenham revival as proven by the fact that I took Liverpool minus 0.75 as my lock on the EPL show this weekend because I thought it was a fraudulent performance. I thought it was largely down to the fact that Manchester United were poor. I also thought that Manchester United were tired as well. So you have to forgive them maybe a little for the fact they had 120 minutes in their legs. And Eric Ten Hag really doesn't utilise the squad as much as he should do. But I don't really blame him when you see what he has to utilise and what he has to work with. And the lack of trust he probably has in these players who then came on and squandered this lead against Tottenham. And they didn't even play in the FA Cup semi-final. You can see why he doesn't trust the squad. And you can see why we need serious investment in the summer if we are going to be genuine contenders for the Premier League next season. Because Manchester City have proven that they're just streets ahead. And you can even get a head start on them like Arsenal had. And Arsenal still aren't able to see it out. So this is a team who are going to continue to win Premier League after Premier League unless somebody does have a significant five or £600 million investment on the right players, not just the kind of shit that Chelsea have ended up buying, which isn't going to get them anywhere. And it'll be interesting to see what Mauricio Pochettino can do as the Chelsea manager. But 500 to £600 million on quality across the pitch in the positions where Ten Hag wants new players, and then we can be genuine challengers. But I still think we can be genuine challengers for the FA Cup. We've beaten this season and we do go into that one in an advantageous position if we can get those 10 points as soon as possible and go into that game fresh, ready to ready to play whilst Manchester City are trying to see out the Premier League campaign, trying to see out the, um, the Champions League first and second legs against Real Madrid and also looking ahead to a Champions League final which will be exactly a week after the FA Cup final. Before we have a listen to what Eric Ten Hag has to say, Let me tell you guys about shady rays. Shady rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes? With premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much, much more, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair broken, uh, sorry, every pair of sunglasses is backed by a lost and broken replacement. So basically, if you break your pair. Even on day one, they've told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. Plus, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use your promo code SGPF for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try them for yourselves. The shades that have been rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Hi, Marshall. Hi, Eric. This is about Marcus and playing as a striker tonight, it feels like his, his hold up play and his link up play and his work back to goal has, has improved as a striker this season. Do you see him as a striker long term, or, or would you rather he was, he was on the left of you can do both
2: goals well? But where do you see him at every work when him being a striker this season? Yes, of course. Um, we worked on that, and um, I think he can do both, and depends on. Uh, Sometimes uh, from uh, opposition, which role him the best fits, but what is important for him also is the formation to bring players around him, to and especially to bring players in the back from him, in the formation, in position, uh, where he can um, uh, make combinations, make movements, and I think yeah, he's doing that very well, I'm happy and satisfied with his role, but also when he's playing from the left, uh, he has also a big impact on our games. And the United
1: fans were singing Harry Kane's name about him joining in
0: the summer, I mean, would Would a number nine in your eyes to bring a number nine in, would that
2: give you more options in terms of your front line? And Marcus, is that a priority of you? Yeah, I think everyone knows, it's not a secret, um, that uh, we on the long term and that we, um, over the whole season, we had a shortage of number nines because first um, we had the drop out of, of Ronaldo. And then uh, Anthony Martial was often not available. Jadín Sensio was often not available. Yeah, then you have a shortage on frontline players. So uh, with less players, we have to cover many games. So yeah, definitely we need in the frontline, we need uh, uh, players who strengthen the squad. Is it the hardest
0: position in the transfer market to get the player in that?
2: Is it the hardest position? But... Yeah, you can approach that from many ways and yeah the typical number nine you can also uh, as we talked before uh, Rastford can also play very good as a number nine <laughs> uh, Anthony Martial uh, uh, he's a great number nine so we have players uh, who can play in the draw but we need definitely we need some offensive players who are really uh, players impact players uh, quality players uh yeah, who improve the front line uh, last question Sky uh, looking at the Aston Villa
1: game what a job Unai Emery has done We're facing a very different Aston Villa
2: who are now chasing Europe against oh yeah we met them uh, when we uh, the first time um, the first game and he surprised us Um were, and we were on low energy levels so we have to avoid that on Sunday but also he uh, surprised us with the system but uh, three days after uh, we learned a lot from, from that game and we bounced back and we had a good win over them but Sunday that uh, will be a tough game I'm totally aware of it and um, yeah, there, his team make a good progression but it's up to us Hey, if we are ready for the game, we have the right energy levels, where we are in the right focus um, on Old Trafford, the fence behind, uh, then we have a good chance to win this game because we know that we are very strong. Thank you very much.
0: <clears throat> Before we move on to breaking down the game against Aston Villa, let me tell you that we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here. And Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. So start drafting your teams, plus plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to undogfantasy.com, use a promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and the promo code SGPN. So tomorrow, Manchester United host Aston Villa, who are looking like their biggest threat to the top four, although Liverpool are also making a run at the table. Before we address the game specifically, if we have a look at the Premier League table, you will see that obviously Arsenal and Manchester City are clear. They'll be in the top four. One of them will be the champions, probably Manchester City. Then you have Newcastle in third place. They're on 62 points, but they've played 32 games. Manchester United have a game in hand on Newcastle. They're two points behind on 60 points. Then you have Spurs on 54 points, but they've played 33 games. Villa are also on 54 points and they've played 33 games. And Liverpool, they've played 32 games and they're on 53 points. So if they win that game in hand, they would have played 33 points. They would have played 33 games, sorry. But they would be two points clear of Tottenham and Aston Villa, thus making them the biggest threat to Manchester United. But they would only be within four points of Man United, And Man United would still have two games in hand. Therefore... I still think it's very, very unlikely that Manchester United will finish outside of the top four. If Liverpool do take maximum points from their remaining six games this season, they can only add... 18 points to 53 points. That would make 71, which is why I said if Manchester United can get 70 points, they'll be safe. As I don't feel that Liverpool will win all six games. I do think they'll drop points somewhere, thus ending on 69, meaning that 70 points should be enough. But just to be safe, Manchester United, I would like to see them getting themselves 12 points instead, which would mean four more wins from the seven remaining games, I would like to think that we are capable of picking up four more wins. If we have a look at the slate, if we say that this game against Aston Villa is one of the more difficult ones in the run-in, given Aston Villa's form and the fact they are pursuing a European spot, I think we could comfortably find four more wins in the rest of the schedule. Again, we can say the same about Brighton away. It's also a revenge spot from the FA Cup semi final So it won't give us an automatic win there. And it also won't give us an automatic win against West Ham as they are trying to stay in the Premier League. And Manchester United usually struggle at that ground. But... I will be able to give us an automatic win against Wolves at home. I would be able to give us a win away to Bournemouth because Bournemouth should be safe by May the 20th. We should be beating Chelsea at Old Trafford on the 25th of May because everybody's beating Chelsea and we should be beating Fulham who won't care about playing at Old Trafford on the final game of the season. So we do have four wins in the bank if everything goes wrong in the next three games. But what I don't want to happen is for us to need to win those final four games, meaning that we need to play our top player closer to the FA Cup final, So ideally, I would like to see Manchester United picking up those 12 points as soon as possible, winning one of the next three games, picking up a point or two points against Brighton or West Ham, happy to draw those games, and then winning those games, particularly the home games against Wolves, Chelsea and Fulham. So however you look at it, it's very, very likely that there isn't a realistic race for the top four. But If Aston Villa turn this game into a six-pointer tomorrow and beat Manchester United at Old Trafford and do the double over over us in the Premier League, maybe things will start to look a bit different. Maybe things will be a little bit more concerning. But ultimately, I'm concentrating on United and the, the points target. I've set them of 70 points to make sure, obviously, losing against Aston Villa will be a setback. But um, the ultimate goal was a top four. And if we need to play our first team for the final four games, then we'll play our first team for the final four games. And those final four games are much more winnable than the next three games we have ahead. But we are Manchester United. We're a team who are looking to challenge for the league this season. We're a team that are looking to play Champions League football next season as well. So, minimum, we should be taking five points from the next three games and getting us nearly halfway to the tally to make sure we finish in the top four. And it should start with three points against Aston Villa, tomorrow ending this very good unbeaten run that they're on with a four to five favorites to get that win is three to one on the draw and Aston Villa are the seven to two underdogs while we should get the win I don't think that can be my best play I can't take Manchester United with more confidence than the play that I have picked out with the play that I've picked out is both teams to score the reason why I think this is the standout play we still don't have Rafa Ran. there is a chance that Harry Maguire will end up playing tomorrow and uh, we're coming up against an Aston Villa team who have scored in each of their last 20. Premier League games. They head into this clash in solid form and have now climbed into this top six. And that should cause trouble for a Man United defence who are playing a makeshift back four. Uh, whilst us ourselves, we have scored in 87% of our home games this season. So I don't think we necessarily have to worry about us finding the back of the net. I think we need to be more concerned about Villa and how many goals they can score against us. At Old Trafford, we've generally been very good defensively at home. But Villa, aside, have scored in each of the last twenty Premier League games. They've won six of the last seven and rank among the top in-form teams in the league. And this is concerning with Manchester United having a makeshift defence heading into this one with one win in the last five matches, whilst Unai Emery is unbeaten against United in the Premier League throughout his career. Um, Aston Villa have also won two of the last three clashes with Manchester United, including the last league meeting between the two sides. So this is all concerning data. I do think Man United will win the game. I do think we'll turn up here and, and um, we'll see a more complete performance than we did against Tottenham. Them rather than us just playing 4-1 half but the data is concerning and the standout play when you look at that is to take both teams to score. If you're being fair and you're not being a Manchester United supporter, you do look at that and you say, wow, both teams to score does stand out and uh, that will be my main lean for the game and that is available at the price of 46 minus 150. It's a juice selection, but when you look at the fact that Villa have scored in 20 straight games and Man United aren't going to have their strongest defence out here, it does make a lot of sense to take that as the main lean. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys, and thanks for listening.